Blog Talk Radio. I want to ask Hello? you a question, and that is, Please. what is in your life's blueprint? This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go, 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 go. Over 24 million people that are going to lose health insurance. You can't continue to play with people's emotions like this, okay? Politics may be a game to you because you're in Washington, but it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. Again, I refer back to a civilized society where no one, not even the President of the United States, is above the law. However, Trump has a blatant disregard for the law, and he only likes it when he stands to benefit from it. How selfish, selfish, selfish. You're now listening to the provocation. You're now listening to the provocation. Real people, real conversations. Real people, real conversations. You ready? You ready? Let's go. Okay. Yeah, we back again. Another day, another episode, more drama in the world, but it is what it is. Hey, man, I'm glad to see you made it, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm here having, having a little bit of difficult, technical difficulty. It's all good. I was like, man, I don't know. I'm going to have to hold it down until my man get here, but <laughs> hey, he right I was time. confident that you could do it. Oh, yeah, I was ready. You know. Mm-hmm. But in case y'all didn't know, you're listening to The Provocation, Real People, Real Conversations. My name is Ron. I'm one half of the dynamic duo. And as always, I got my boy with me. And I'm Ronald L. Felton, the father and son tag team. The views on this podcast are clearly the views of my son and myself and not of any organization that either of us may be affiliated with. With that being said, we welcome you to Episode 73 in Season 2. Of the provocation. Yes, indeed. And like we always say about this time, if you listen live, we appreciate the love. If you listen to the archive, we appreciate that too. Today is Wednesday, mm-hmm. December 5th. And then Virginia is cold as hell. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, it's cold up here too. <laughs> we had snow today. Oh, we got light flurries. Light. Yeah. Same with us. It was more like a. Um, like a snow rain mixture, you know what I mean? Right. That uh, eventually just became rain, but yeah, it was snowing today. So winter is uh, definitely creeping in down mm-hmm. here. Starting to get colder. It's crazy because I don't know if you noticed, but just two days ago it was seventy degrees. <laughs> wow! Wow! Well, we weren't that fortunate, but there was yeah. some warmer weather. I think over the weekend and. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was even maybe even Monday. It might have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. This weekend we had the same. It was good weather. It was like in the seventies. So it's just amazing how we can go from that to two days later, 
being in the, in the 30s with snow. So that just shows you how Virginia weather is, man. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, man, not not too much going on. Just the same old, same old, trying to just just maintain every day, man. What's going on on your side? Well, everything up here is, uh, like I said, the weather is cold and bitter and all of that kind of stuff there. And uh, other than that, everything is cool. We just, uh, you know, trying to get through the week and everything and uh, see what the weekend brings and all that kind of stuff there. So things are pretty quiet on the home front as of right now. Yeah. Before we go on, um, definitely want to give our condolences and a rest in peace to the Bush family uh, on the passing of George W.H. Bush. That's correct. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I can't really speak on um, his presidency because I was I was pretty young when he was president, so I really didn't know kind of what was going on. I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on around the world. But from everything that I've heard is that um, he he can, first of all, as in comparison to what we're dealing with nowadays, he definitely conducted himself like a president. Um, he said he uh, he took the office very seriously and um, respected the rule of law. So those are things that I respect as well, and I'll give him his respect for that. I don't know if you want to speak on it more because, you know, that was, you know, you probably yeah. know more about that time than I, I do. Uh, yeah, uh, when Bush... Uh... When Bush uh, came into office, uh, basically, um, uh, I didn't necessarily agree with the policy, but I respected the office of the president. And you're right in that he conducted himself with the dignity that goes along with the office. Uh, One of his greatest accomplishments, I think, was uh, Desert Storm, where uh, they... uh, uh, what was it? Iraq. Iraq had invaded, I believe, Kuwait, and yeah. uh, General Colin Powell overseeing that operation, and uh, they were bombarding because they had these underground tunnels. Man, and you seen this long, long line of prisoners that were that had just given up, given up because right. of the constant bombardment. And uh, in order to keep, in order to keep the alliance together with the Gulf nations, uh, some were some were encouraging him to go into uh, Iraq, and he said no, he, he didn't do that. He chose he chose to just uh, get them out of Kuwait and everything. And I think they had the uh, they had that that uh, elite force of the. Yeah. Iraqi army, I believe I forgot what they were called, but they were like the most elite. And uh, but have you seen those people, man, marching? And that was a good victory. And I thought I thought alone on that victory that he would win uh, re-election. But then the uh, the economy started, you know, going down and getting bad and stuff like that. So he actually lost. But I thought that would have helped propel him. Uh, to victory. And the one other thing that when he ran the first time, he ran against Michael Dukakis. Right. And what what I didn't like was I think they ran an ad 
and it was a basically a racially like ad. It was like the Willie Horton ad, saying like this guy yeah, has been released from prison. Yeah, yeah, they and, showed that. Uh, they showed that recently, comparing to what Trump did as far as the um the uh what's it uh MS13. Yeah, and the people yeah. coming across the border. That that mm-hmm. video that they did recently, they, they compared it to that one that came out around that time. So yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, but with that being said, you know, and everything yeah. else, I thought he did represent the office, and uh, and also back then uh, we weren't as into the internet as we are now. You didn't have all the right. social media where people uh, could learn more just through. Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff there. So people now are getting more news now, whether they choose to uh, follow up, learn more, research more, and that's pretty much up to them. People tend to take what you give them without uh, at least trying to confirm it, you know? Right. Yeah. um, I'll tell you what, with the, with the access to information now, uh, it kind of makes you think a little bit differently about some of the, um, well, I'll say some of the presidents in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh-huh. You get you get more insight to what was kind of taking place around that time because you know I was young then, so you know let's say I'll take Bill Clinton for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was young then, so I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on in politics, but what I know was. All the late night talk shows used to have him on. He would play the saxophone, or maybe he's on Arsenio Hall. He played the saxophone. So I was like, "Damn, the president, cool, man." You know? Yeah, and uh, I've always thought. Go ahead. And I, I've always thought Bill Clinton. I still think Bill Clinton was a cool president. You know what I mean? Well, um, even a lot. Yeah, the fact that he played the sax, and also a lot of people referred to him basically. He was referred to at some point as the first, right, first black president. And Uh uh, now what got him into trouble was the uh, Monica Lewinsky thing and all of that. And then, see, a lot of people, they were saying uh, that was more of a person. Well, it still is the office of the president. And I feel like when you you ascend to that office, you have to respect the dignity of that office. I think, now, I really thought, uh, I didn't like the fact that he did what he did, but if you look yeah. at the economically how the country was doing, country was thriving and so forth. So a lot of people felt like, hey, look, that that's that that didn't really deserve a special counsel uh, with the uh, Ken Starr. That really didn't require that, and uh, he was. I think he was. He did get impeached through the House, but the Senate. You know, they, they didn't even go that route and everything. I guess the people were questioning, was he being impeached for dereliction of duty? How did he perform right. as the president of the United States? Not the morality part, but in doing his job as president. And what I felt as an individual, I felt bad for his wife. I felt bad yeah. for his daughter because yeah. it's one thing when your next door neighbors or even members of your family know that something is going on, but when the whole right. world, the whole mm-hmm. man, that's embarrassing. That's totally embarrassing. But uh, in the end, a lot of people, uh, like I said, 
if he were if he were running, I would really cons- I would really have to weigh that because of the moral uh, the morality of it all. But he right. had won election and everything, and that came out really afterwards after he sought uh, reelection. You know. So well, here's my thing, other than man. that, he was cool, man. Here's my thing, and this is how you know Republicans got their ass backwards, right? Mm-hmm. Because something what he did was that's a that's a family issue. That's something that should have been handled between him, his wife, and his daughter, basically. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I think I think where he caught, where he messed up is that he lied about it. He should have just been like, listen, you know, um, I'm not perfect, and I made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not perfect and I made a mistake. And two, what the Republicans did as well, they went to the gutter with his yeah. involvement with Monica Lewinsky. I mean, they got very, very graphic. And if you hear that as a person that respects the office, you would say, Wow, man, that's some wild stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Right, but then again, you you have to ask yourself. Right, who keeps a dress that they was wearing in the closet and never sent it to the cleaners? See that that's my thing, man. Like, okay, because you hear a lot about how you know the abuse that she's taking and stuff like that. And and granted, Mm -hmm. you know, people can be cruel, man. People can be very cruel. There's been a lot of jokes made about Monica Lewinsky. Let's just be real. Right. But it's a little odd to me too that you would keep a dress that had a stain like that on it. So yeah. my thing would be is, you know, is this you know, that's 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 odd. It would be odd for me to believe that something like that was that had it had sentimental value. You know right. That would make me question question really right. like, you know, are you are you okay? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So right. it's like it's just like you know, the only alternative is that this was a setup. Like, yeah, you knew yeah. that he, you know, when it came to women, he was a little extra friendly. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And, you know, you put her out there. She was a, a, a nice-looking woman. She even said that she had, she used to wear some type of shirt. It was something I was watching. She said she used to wear some type of dress where it creeped down a little bit so you could see, like, the top of her panties or something. Right. And that... She wouldn't fix it. She would leave it there so he would notice it. So she was, you know, looking for the attention. She was leading you know them saying? on. Yeah. She was leading them on. And eventually what happened is what happened. You know, it was consensual at the end of the day. If it was something that was forced upon, then yeah, then, right, you know, right. you know, that's unexplainable. But they both agreed it was consensual. You know, it was a mistake that he made. He should have just been honest and then let him, him and his family move on about it. But that just shows, like, what, what I was trying to point out is that that shows you how ass backward the, the Republicans are. Is that they'll they'll put all types of resources in the in the basically ruining somebody's life that's actually doing something good for the country, mm-hmm. versus somebody who may have possibly colluded with a foreign a, a foreign um, enemy. You won't put you, you won't put any type of resources into that. You want to make up every excuse in the book why it can't be true or why you don't believe that's the case. That's what's mm-hmm. so odd to me. So what is important? Is it important that, you know, the person who's president don't commit adultery? Or is it important that he doesn't do things or create policies or sign off on policies that will benefit basically a foreign enemy at the expense of the American people? Right. 
So where where yeah, are your priorities? I, is what I'm trying to understand. Yeah, I, I think you know that's where in, in the Republican Party used to be the party of so-called morality, right? You know all these kinds of things, but yet they turn their heads the other way. And I think, I, I think though, Ryan, I think the bottom line is that these people are more concerned about their political careers. If you truly believe that what's currently happening offends you, then you have a choice to make. Because you got to look at it this way. The way I look at it this way, most of these people, most of them currently, those currently, now the new wave of people that you're getting into Congress, they're basically almost like, some. Of, most of them are like everyday people. Okay, they're not lawyers and things who have already had maybe, you know, a decent career and so forth. So it's not like they can't find work uh, if they should not. Well, if that, that's what they would have to do if they don't win re-election. They're going to have to look for another job, you know. Right. So but they seem to put they seem to put in cases some of it is ideology. Most of it is ideology because they're saying ideology trumps country. So they'll put that ahead of country. So right. by them turning their heads, by them burying their heads in the sand, that's basically what they're saying. And I believe, Ron, and we'll probably get into this a lot more later when we talk about this, this uh, report, a recommendation that Mueller gave to the courts about Flynn and so forth. We'll get into that later. So I'm not going to dive into that now, but I'm just saying you're the party that's supposed to be high on morality. And yet a lot of the people that are abusing morality, I mean, there's about as many Republicans as there are, as there are Democrats. Well, Hey, let's, let's do this. How about this? Because this is where the hip, the, um, the, uh, them being hypocrites comes in. Mm-hmm. I bet you if Ken Starr went and investigated, let's say he investigated the whole Senate at the time for adultery. Right, right. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think he would have found? A lot. Exactly. So how you gonna sit there? You know, say and criticize somebody. But it, it, granted, it was stupid, but it's something stupid between him and his family. And see, I think he makes you want. Go ahead. You you want to embarrass this man on the world stage. Meanwhile, we got real problems and stuff going on in the country. Right. You know. Now, now his thing though. Now, I, now we I know we we went off track a little bit, but the reason I bring up Bill Clinton is because as far as like you know the internet and finding information now, is that you know there's some things I didn't agree with like that whole. What was that? What would they call uh, people back in the day? What was it something predators or something like that, right? Oh, uh, uh, we said predators. Yeah, remember Hillary Clinton said it or something? I forget what she said. Something predators. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, during the, she said it during the campaign. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, I can see if I was a little older at that time, and you know, I got the awareness that I have now. 
I would have felt some type of way about that. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas not being involved in politics at that time, you know, I've always grown up thinking that, you know, the Clintons were just, they were just perfect. But what you realize is that nobody's perfect. Right. You know, none of them are perfect, but it's just, it's a big difference on the way they treat the office. And, and um, that's, I think the dignity that came with that has been missing for the past two years. Let's just be honest. Yeah, because if you look you know? at, if you look at, okay, I'm just based on on my lifetime, right? Yeah. If I look at the president that I was aware of, when I went to, I think during, during the Vietnam era, I think that's when I went into the Air Force. I think Johnson was, and then Ronald Reagan, Johnson, who was Jimmy Carter. I think Jimmy Carter came in, then Ronald Reagan, because Jimmy Carter got into that uh, Iran thing with hostages uh, for something, and they tried to do a rescue, and that failed bad and everything. So then Reagan came in. Then who was it, Bush? Bush came in. That's when Bush mm-hmm. ran. Yeah, that's when Bush ran the uh, that Willie Horton thing. Okay, against Michael Dukakis. That's when I really started getting into it because at that particular time too, Jesse Jackson was running, and I knew Jesse didn't. I, I didn't feel Jesse had a chance, but you know I was showing my support back then and everything. Not because he was a black man, because he was saying things that made sense. You know, I just right. that. I'm just not going to go out there and support you just because you look like I do. You know, you got to make that kind of sense. You know what I'm saying? So, and I don't, yeah, you were too young to remember, but I went to Seton Hall and I participated in like, uh, it was like a rally and Michael Dukakis came there, Jesse Jackson and some other people and all that kind of stuff there. So, so, okay, so Bush won then and then he lost the re-election and then uh, Clinton came in. Right. Clinton came in, and Clinton served two terms, and then Al Gore, who was Clinton's vice president, he he distanced himself from Clinton. But everybody seen Clinton; they was enjoying the most prosperous time under the Clinton administration, right? So Al Gore right. because again, because again. Of the Monica Lewinsky thing I think that's what really Caused Al Gore to distance Himself because your grandfather Said he should be he should be Hugging Clinton and all this here kind of Stuff so when He finally asked for Clinton's help It was too late he lost his Own state of Tennessee right And then uh, mm. Bush let's see and then You get into the situation Where you had him and Bush Run and that's where they had the recount in Florida. You know, Florida has right. always been the central issue, man, when it comes to these yeah. uh, types of elections. So they had the recount where the Supreme Court had to intervene, and they declared Bush the winner. So Bush, the nation, was divided. Al Gore had more popular votes than Bush had, but he won the Electoral College because what had happened and this is why the news media can now are very careful when they predict the winners because yeah. they have predicted Al Gore. 
as the winner of Florida. And he turned around and ended up losing Florida and so forth. Yeah, I remember that. And then, huh? You remember that? So then, I do. When Bush ran the second time, he ran against uh, Secretary of State John Kerry. Yeah. Now John Kerry was where I was. I was with the state conference of the NAACP, and I was working and and I was in charge of voter registration, voter empowerment, all that stuff. Uh, registering people to vote, educating them to the issue, getting out the vote. At that particular right. time, I received an $84,000 grant on behalf of the state conference. So we had to administer right. that. We had, we had a person that would be in charge of running, the, running that, that campaign uh, as a full-time person. So she had to relinquish her job in the state uh, NAACP because she was the second vice president. And she agreed to give it up and run the thing for us. So, right. but uh, we did a big job of registering people, uh, getting people out, and all that kind of stuff. But Kerry lost, and he lost in Ohio. Ohio mm-hmm. was the deciding vote for Kerry. If he had won Ohio, he would have won the presidency and so forth. And uh, but yeah, all with all of that being said, I mean, going right back to to what we started out with initially is that with every one of those people, even though we didn't agree with their policies, and even though we didn't agree with their ideologies specifically, because we understand Republicans, they're for smaller government, uh, but they don't mind. They don't mind. They will spend, they they don't mind giving you a big defense budget because they're going to take away from everything else. And they want to give themselves a big tax cut. I understand the yep. Democrats were more, you know, the people need help and stuff like that. And yeah. so, but I respected the office. I respected the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, man. I think that's the one thing is I've always had respect. Like I said, I never, I didn't agree with everything that these presidents talked about, but I've always had respect for the office. And I'll be honest, man, I have zero respect for this office at, the, at this point. You know, I mean, why? Why should I? What, what respect does he pay uh, to the American people that don't kiss up to him. And Every president could, deals with that. Yeah, and could you imagine looking at looking at the funeral service today, seeing all yeah. the presidents, uh, with the exception of Bush, his, the son, all of the presidents sitting together, and how uncomfortable a feeling that was right. for those people. Like Michelle Obama said, she could never forgive Trump for for this birthday issue surrounding her husband. Okay? Yeah. And then you gotta look yeah. at you gotta look at uh Bill Clinton. He you're 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 leading chants and rallies talking about lock her up, lock her up. But and then you go out and say if she gets elected, she's gonna be married in constant investigations and all that stuff. But who who's married in all that stuff? It's your right. administration. Yes, I mean you can tell, I think me and you both know this, dealing with a black woman. You can tell mm-hmm. when they really don't like somebody, but they're yeah. just trying to be cordial. And you can right. definitely see that in Michelle Obama today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can de- now, Obama is cool. That's what I like about him. It's like, for, for you to know that he's pissed off, he's going to show you that. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, he's the, same, he's the same level all the time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
Like that that famous picture, that famous picture where he meets um he meets Vladimir Putin. You can look at the face of Obama and he was about business. It wasn't right. all happy go lucky or nothing like that. So that's where right. you see that's what I loved about Obama's. But see Michelle Michelle, I get it. Me right. and you both deal with black women on a daily basis. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You can tell she wanted to give him a piece of her mind. But she was oh, like, yeah. you know what? This ain't this ain't the place. This ain't right, the place. Right. Right. But you know, you can tell like they show it's a it's a meme going around right now on social media where it shows all the presidents sitting with each other, how they're talking, conversing, having a good time. Right? Mm-hmm. Then you just see the, the mood completely change once the Trumps arrive. Oh yeah, I shared that. That yeah, I shared that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But see here's the thing. Now I believe if it was just Melania, they still would have been yeah. the same mode, talking, talking yep, and chatting. Because yep, you see yep. as soon as she comes in, they greet her immediately because, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She, she seems to be cool. But then he comes in and the whole mood completely changes. And that's gonna be yep. that's gonna be very awkward. It's gonna be awkward moving forward as well. Watch. Watch. Oh yeah, because I see like that's a very special club to belong right. to is the president and the first ladies club. Now, Michelle won't for like you said, she probably won't have a problem with Melania, but I would just have a I have a serious problem with someone that challenged my citizenship. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I would have a problem. And someone that said constantly talked about locking my wife up. I have a problem. Yeah, you see, whew, boy, that's probably why I couldn't be in that position, man. I'm just, I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah. Um, cause I definitely would have respected the event, but when I shook his hand, I'd have pulled him in close to me and whispered something in his ear, and then went back to doing mm-hmm. what I was doing. That's just, that's just me personally. Mm-hmm. That's. I'd have, t- I'd have told him exactly what I planned on doing while I'm there. I said, check this out. This ain't about you today, but me and you, we're going to have a conversation one-on-one pretty soon. Just know that. Mm-hmm. You have a good day. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Because that's just, I mean, the, the way that he disrespected that man, basically getting his gathering off of this whole birth movement, man. Talking about the guy wasn't even born in the United States. Yeah. I mean, what he's done more for the United States than you than you've ever done. Let's let's match the records up together. Not only that, Ryan, if you look at look at listen to you know that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't designed to make him feel uncomfortable. But if you listen to a lot of what the people who were speaking were saying, and you could see right then and there, that doesn't apply to Trump. You see what I'm saying? You know what it re- you know what it reminds me of that that whole birth of movement situation? It reminds me of when a slave was freed and they got their papers showing that they were a free slave. Yeah. And when you had to, well, majority of the time you had to pull those out to keep proving it over and over again that right. you were free, yep. so they wouldn't put you back in slavery. Yep. 
you're going to ask this man who spent his whole life in the United States of America. I mean, granted, you know, he may have traveled, but he was born in the United States. Right. Went to school here, got an excellent education, did what he did, you know, as a senator, made it to the presidency. That's an accomplishment. More than what what you could have ever thought to have been able to do at that time. Right. Let's just be honest. Right. Like you already, he had already attempted it, if I'm not mistaken, and lost. Right? Huh? Didn't he have a little campaign before trying to run for president, if I'm not mistaken? No, 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 no. I thought he talked about it or something. I don't know. He might have but, or he might have threw it out, but I don't think he seriously, you know, yeah. I don't think he ser- ever said. I think this was the first time that he seriously, you know, yeah. was running, you know. Well, anyway, I'm just saying, to make that man somehow something, you guys show your um, – your birth certificate. That's basically saying, show me your, show me your papers. Let you me know, make sure you're free. And when I hear you say that, being my son <clears throat> and understanding, that means that some of the things that we shared with you and tried to, and, and some of you learned on your own, that stuff stuck with you because when you made that when you made that equation of a, a slave that had been freed and had his papers, and every so often you have to show them people your papers, and that's right. what and when you put it like that, that's basically you damn right. That's what it, that's basically what you're saying to me. Show me your papers. Yeah. Right. Show me your papers, and you know a lot of us will say. Uh, a lot of us thinking currently because because we have this issue going on with immigration, which is like saying you you're treating me like I'm a an illegal immigrant. Yeah. But basically, you put that into into uh, into something that African Americans can definitely identify with. Right. And that's show me, show me show me your papers that say that you are a free person. Right. And I may not want to accept your papers. Right. Because didn't Cause, they I mean, do that with they, them? I mean, let's be honest. That that little what was supposed to be an apology that really never happened. That no apology. You know, that was no apology. It was more. Than, it was never was. It was. It was a promotion for the hotel. That's what it was. It was a promoting the new hotel that he just just yep. opened. That's, yep. that's exactly what it was. And the media yep. was stupid enough to follow him there. That's all that was. He never actually came out and apologized. And it did. They, and and this is where we did not hold him accountable. And. We allow the Republicans, ever since Hillary stepped down from Secretary of State, to run these countless Benghazi investigations, which constantly yielded really nothing. And they wasted a lot of money. But see, they will spend money to tear someone else down. Right. And and I know we I know we gotta be careful. 
And and I think though, like they say, if Mueller's report comes out, and there's overwhelming evidence, and I think that came out last night that says basically this president should be impeached. Now whether the Senate chooses to do it or not, and I think because because I think the guy that was on was from New York. He's, he's going to be the head of the Judicial Committee. Uh, in Congress, I think it's Nadler, Jerry Nadler, and he was saying that they didn't really want to uh, take the country to this impeachment, but uh, Lawrence O'Donnell was saying if Mueller's report comes out and it's public and and it's overwhelmingly evidence that says under any other circumstances, under anyone else, forget who it is, under anyone right. else, you would be impeaching that person. Right. Now, I think I think you got to do if you if you want because basically what he was saying, if you allow this person to be able to obstruct justice by promising to pardon people and things of that right. nature, what's to prevent future presidents from doing the same thing? So mm-hmm. it's bigger than, and he, and, and also he made this point, Ryan. He said, you know, we lived through the Nixon impeachment. They thought that was going to be rough. The country survived. <clears throat> we lived right. through the Clinton thing. The country survived. Are you saying the country can't survive Trump? I know I can. Yeah. So we got to, what we got to do is show Trump and the American people that no one, no one is above the law. If yeah. we have to follow the law, if we're taught that these are democratic institutions that we are supposed to trust in, even though we may not agree with some of the conclusions that, or some of the decisions that they may uh, uh, come up with, but but only thing we could do is trust in those institutions to protect us as citizens of this country. Right. You know, so we got to hold everyone accountable. We got to make an example out of him. You talking about the highest office. Yeah. So And I and, and I've said to your mother many times. I said, you know what would if there's this overwhelming evidence in which I believe there may be and I know they won't happen, but I believe he should be doing a perk walk out of the White House, handcuffed, <laughs> leaving the White House. You know what I'm saying? Because right. this is this. I mean, we look, look. This, this is this is not okay. Let's look at this, Ron. Let's just look at this. Look at Nixon. Nixon was domestic. It was domestic issue. It's about Watergate, the break-in. Okay, you had a black security right. guard who lost his job. That man never, mm-hmm. never was able to seek employment again. He ended up, I think they called him stealing some shoes down wow. sneakers or something down in Georgia. Wow! And he, he was a black security guard that, <clears throat> that that blew the whistle on the Watergate break-in. Now, you have Clinton. His issue was what? His morality. 
Right. You have a person here who is working with a foreign government or is led to be working with a foreign government. That 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 is treason, man. That's treason. Yeah, just just to get rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna tell you and what he he if they're impeached. Um, I just want to confirm this. They don't get any of the benefits that presidents get, right? They don't get, like, the security for the rest of their lives and stuff like that. Do they still get yeah, that? Yeah, I even think if, if they are impeached and it goes to and they're convicted. See, Congress can vote to impeach. The Senate holds the impeachment hearing. If right. you're convicted, then I think he does lose a lot of the benefits that come with that of being president, because especially if, if, first of all, why would you give a person a pension? Um, right. Now, I don't know about the security thing. I don't know because, see, he still could be dangerous if he falls into the hands of a foreign country or something to that effect. So would he be? Would he? Would you still provide him with security? Because if you just just based on Trump's behavior, who is Trump going to look out for? Right, himself. Yep. Yep. Hmm. I'm trying and to figure so, out where would he stay at if if he got if he well, got impeached. Where would he stay? If he got impeached, and what should come along with the impeachment? All the things that he benefited from as president. Should be relinquished Okay Yeah So you Now we've never This has never happened With one of our leaders Now could this happen Could a person like that Go to another country And you know like some of these Like these dictators do Like like Russia for instance Yeah Yeah like Russia But what 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 use would he be of to the Russians at that point? I mean, who's to say that he hasn't already accomplished what he wanted to do for the Russians? Well, I I think, well, if you look at it, Ron, just look at, okay, look at, there's a feeling. We don't, we, we, we're, we're, we're suspecting. We can't, we just can't put our, we we can't act, come out and say uh, definitively that this is the case, but they got they got some stuff on them, and even yeah. this this alone this alone suggests that if you're saying there was nothing wrong with you conducting business with Russia while you were running for office, meaning about your business, okay, and he said that if I wanted to, I could have. But then why do you work so hard to deny it? Yeah. So right there, by him denying it so strongly, that gave Russia, right, that that in itself gave Russia the ammunition to say, yeah, he's been talking with us about this and that. You know, so when Putin gets, he's no longer useful to Putin, he would throw that out there, and he's just—he's just showing us, going. He's just showing us being, being having internal issues within our own country. 
you know, I don't know, man. I kind of, I'm, I'm at the point now where it's like, there's a possibility that a lot of damage has already been done. Let's, let's just be honest. We're talking about the guy who's sitting in, he's sitting in the Oval Office right now. That's the highest yeah. office on the land. Yeah. We're pretty much ax, ax, he's briefed every day. He, I mean, I don't know if he pay attention to the, you know, in, in the briefing meetings, but briefed every day, access to all types of top secret materials, Who's to say what type of one-on-one conversations he's having with Putin or the guy from North Korea or Saudi Arabia? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the whole thing. And that's why so many people say you shouldn't be having these meetings alone. You should at least have – there should always be someone there other than you to at least substantiate what you all discuss. And without oh, I know without someone else being present, that like okay, a perfect example. They said there was a moment at this G twenty where him and Putin, and 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 they said basically how he was listening closely to what Putin was saying about Ukraine, about denying any culpability with Ukraine. So. Yeah. I mean, this is he's so right now, like I said, Mueller's report is gonna have to show me that this man has not been uh been uh bought by Putin by Putin. Yeah. They're gonna well, have to show me I'll that. I'll tell you what. Uh speaking of the G twenty uh, did you see where the Saudi prince and Putin basically high five in the air? You see that? Oh, yep. Hell yep. no. Yep. Now, people think that's cute and funny. To me, that scared the shit out of me. Because <laughs> I'm like, you're talking about, we know what Putin does. It's already documented. You know what I'm saying? We see the influence he's pretty much had on the United States. This is a touchy situation with Russia, right? Yeah. And it, this, but this is really where the Republicans are going to be tested, because the Saudi prince and this whole Khashoggi issue, yeah, there's no escaping this. Ain't, ain't no escaping this right here. This man well, literally had some somebody killed, yeah, tortured, sawed into pieces, and the body is gone, just because he had an opinion on how he was running his country. And our president basically turned his back to it just because they want to purchase arms from the United States. And at the G20, you see them two high-fiving in the air? Mm-hmm. That's who you want to be a, um, a power in the world, those two countries? Well, I'm going to tell you, first of all, what they were high-fiving is like, hey, you know, they they're just saying among themselves, I just can't believe the level of stupidity right. that this person that represents the most powerful nation in the world, so supposedly the most powerful <clears throat> nation in the world. Yeah. And as long as you praise him and say you're doing the right thing, blah, 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 because he wants, 
He wants what Putin has. He wants the right. ability to be able to shut down journalists. He wants the ability to have Trump TV or Trump some kind of uh, uh, propaganda uh, 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 propaganda outlet uh, on, uh, of the United States just speak the government line as long as he's in control of the government. But I'm hoping that the government is strong and resilient enough to to squash this, to put it down. And well, I think it's beginning to happen. Well, we're going to see. Because they've been talking really tough after they had that little meeting with... Uh, well, yeah. Well, I forget the latest name, but... You know, especially you know, you know how Lindsey Graham is in charge of the CIA. Yeah, it was a Sally. Hey, I forget her name. Not Sally, yeah. but uh, yeah, the lady that was in charge of the CIA when she when they spoke. Cause see, when they first met with the, the Secretary of State and uh, General Mattis, she was invited to come too, but she didn't. And they believe the White right. House had something to do with it. But now that she came before them, now they want her not only to testify before the whole, before that committee of eight, they want her to testify before the whole Senate. Because if you look at the Republicans that came out and like, and then like that, 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 uh, Lindsey, uh, Lindsey Graham. Graham. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I'm, 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 I'm skeptical about him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't. I can't take him seriously anymore, man. I'm just gonna be honest. No, you, you got to show me. At at this point, you gotta show me before I yep. believe anything you say. But her, her yeah. name is uh, Gina Gina Haspel, the uh, CIA. Okay. Director. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, they talking really tough after the after that meeting. This is this is this is where okay, because it ain't no it ain't no hiding this one. You could dance around this whole Trump. Uh, administration, Russia investigation, all you want to. But when your CIA director is telling you that basically, yeah, the Saudi prince ordered this. I listened to the tape. Yeah. And it was horrifying. It was horrifying. Mm-hmm. They tortured that man, cut him into pieces. We still don't know where the body at. Right. So now it's right in your face. You could dance around with Trump and Russia because all the Russian, you know, the Russian stuff that's been happening through the years. People just kind of get a sense of what Vladimir Putin is, and we never thought that, you know, we would be cozying up anyway. Right. But now we're making a, we're making, we're cozying up with the you know, Saudi Arabia, and this is nothing against the people, people of Saudi Arabia because they're probably beautiful people. It's just that, you know, there's some, there's some things from looking on the outside, looking in, there's some things going on in the government. Simple as that. So I hope well, nobody takes a takes offense to it. But this is yeah. going to be a real test for Republicans because you have evidence of a murder that was ordered by the leader of this country, and your current president still wants to do arms deals with this type of regime. See, what, what are you going to do now? Yeah. See, because the difference between us and these countries is that we're supposed to be. Uh, this uh, democracy uh, where the people elect their representatives. And so whenever our government does something, 
they do it what? On our behalf. They do it on behalf of the American people. In the country right. like Saudi Arabia, those are authoritarian leaders like North Korea's an authoritarian leader. Russia, Putin is basically an authoritarian. He's an elected president, but that's a fix, you know? Right. That's a fix. And so, and now, now, well, I don't know if you've seen it, but I've been looking at some stuff lately, and they're talking about uh, this uh, Israeli prime minister, Netanyahu, uh, he's being charged with bribery. You know what? What what you know sort of bring my attention to that situation? Um, what's his name? That he used to be on CNN. Is it Mark Mark Lamont? Oh yeah, Mark uh, Lamont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. You talking about that situation where you know he was he was trying to give the Palestinian perspective of that whole clash between the two. You know what I mean? And there's fault yeah. on both sides. Yeah. Fault, that's yeah. why it's such a touchy situation because both sides have contributed to the drama that's taking place in the Middle East. You know what yeah. I mean? So I was I was honestly surprised that CNN would let him go because of that. I, I didn't see anything offensive think, about his speech. I think well, from I, I haven't re, I haven't seen the whole speech, but it sounded like he was actually well. It sounded like he was using Hamas. Talk point and Hamas they consider as a I guess a very militant organization. Although I think it wasn't Yasser Arafat wasn't he part of Hamas and didn't they try to strike? I know during it was either Jimmy Carter someone I think they was trying to structure some type of uh, peace deal uh, with the Palestinians and so forth. But yeah, this, when you see, here's the thing: when you get into when you get into this whole thing with Israel and the Palestinians, uh, it can it can be it can be messy. It can be messy. And so when you when you yeah. when you say it, then when it comes out your mouth, then you either gotta either you gotta stand by what you say, or you back down yeah. away from it. And so forth, but because they have, and and, and I, and you, if you listen to people and, and you you talk about it and say, well, and they say that land and it, it was Palestinian land and all that kind of stuff there, and what happened, I guess, from World War to something like that, when all of these countries who who went against Germany, uh, they they. Because of the Jews, they relocated the Jews to that part of, uh, you know, part of that land, I guess, is Palestinian land. And uh, that's where they relocated. Like, it was over 6 million Jews and stuff there. And I think a lot of them got relocated. And that's how they built that. They built that. They built that country, Israel, up. And they had that seven-day war. Uh, between, uh, I think it was Saudi Arabia and they, man, them, them, they, I tell you, they kicked ass, man. The Jews kicked ass, you know, because they had received yeah. training and stuff over here in the United States and all that kind of stuff. But it was like a seven day war. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm I'm a scholar on that situation, but I know it's something that's just embedded within that culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's, um, it's, it's, it's going yeah. to be hard to, to, to break something. It's just like, this should be, we, this should be um, something for our country to look at. It's like when you're so divided about one issue, look what it can do to, to a country. Yeah, I mean, is this, like... Is, is that who you want to be? I think part of the issue was to try to discourage Israel from building additional settlements. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. We jump. We, we tend to jump all over the place, don't we? Yeah, we do. But we, some things get so heavy, man. We got to give them yeah. the adequate amount of time, you know, to discuss them, you know? Yeah, you're right. But it's been another good episode, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of digging the hour episodes. I think we get a real nice, deep conversation in. And, uh, yeah, I, think, I think especially, yeah, especially with, you know, the things that's happened now, uh, I guess we can look forward to, uh, I guess, Friday when they uh, when they come out and do the, the uh, sentencing thing for well when they when when uh, Mueller has to show the court how, why they feel uh, Paul Manafort violated his uh, plea agreement his uh, his agreement to work with them. I thought they was reading something that that came out, but I don't know. We'll check it out. But we get towards the end of the show. Thanks everybody tuning in. Whether you listen to live or you listen to the archive, we'll be back next week with another one. Pop, you got anything quick you want to say? No, man. I just uh, yeah. When we'll come back next week, because I'm quite sure we have a lot more to share. Indeed. Y'all listen to the provocation, real people, real conversations. We'll be back next week with another good one, another conversation. You know, it's nothing but a bunch of drama that's about to happen between now and then, so. <laughs> but with that said, we out of here. Oh, congratulations to the Giants getting another win. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right, son. We out of here. We out of here, man. Yeah.